world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from Red Pill Project sent you. goodness we are live hey good morning everybody welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the red pill project this is morning quappy with andrea and vince where we go over the u.s world uh political news uh, all the news financial news health news science news uh and all this kind of stuff um uh, with you the red pill family while we have our quappy to wake ourselves up uh, sorry for the hang-up there. I swear there's Russians hacking our systems. There's traces of vodka left in the circuitry, but we were able to clean it up and get live. Those Russian hackers, they're just really pervasive, so we apologize for the delay. Usually we are live at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Oh, right? Is that right? Yep. Uh, however, today we're a little bit late, but thank you all for standing by and joining us this morning. We have some things to go over. We see a lot of love over there, um, mm -hmm. over in the chats. Pain. Good morning, John. Uh, Grandma Revolt. Tom. Everybody, good morning. Good morning, good morning. We made it. And even our Facebook friends, Yasha, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to be getting into it here in just a second. Um, okay, so as far as what's going on, um, you guys can support us through the show, uh, donations and that kind of thing. We'll focus on that as they come in and acknowledge them. Uh, that helps support our, our Red Pill project, paying our bills, keeping everything flowing, keeping our, our projects 
in the works and all this kind of thing. So thank you all so much for your continuous support. Um, we also accept donations on Give, Send, Go. We have a campaign. You could find that at redpills.tv slash go. And you could go there, pray for us, donate, share. That's at redpills.tv slash go. Um, with that said, uh, tonight we have the Daily Dose. Still pending word from Joshua Reed. I don't know why I say Joshua, but I do. <laughs> because that's his name. I, yeah, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, we're being formal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting on Sir Joshua Reed's uh, call on whether he is hosting tonight's Daily Dose or not. Um, and then also for the um, after the show tonight, we have the chat, after chat Q&A with Josh. Do you know anything about this? Is it happening? I don't know. I don't know. I so, think we're still waiting word on that, too. If not, worst case scenario, we have the other chat open without Josh, and we all hang out together. I'll be there um, after the Daily Dose tonight. So either way, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, uh, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, we're having the Daily Dose tonight, whether Josh is here or not. we got to keep the ball rolling. We've got news day and night to get out to the world so uh plan on that um it would be nice to have josh here though i, I there's, there's so much be. going on i want his feedback on all this stuff but i'm sure you I guys know, are all the right? same like what are josh's thought on this or josh's thought on this oh, yeah it's uh he's got really great uh a great capability of breaking all this stuff down so he's definitely he missed at the moment right but he's been working hard for the last two and a half three years and he deserves a big kitchen too so and this is like a half vacation. He's working. It is a half vacation for him. <laughs> he deserves some time off, darn it. Dude, he's going to be worn out after this vacation. He's just, he is. he's nonstop. Oh what? yeah. He's like the energizer bunny. He just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. Um, so yeah, you guys make sure you sh show some love for Josh in the app, socialredpill.com or wherever, you know, when next time you see him. Um, all right. <laughs> uh Pondo Picasso said, Can we skip finance since we're past its normal time slot? <laughs> <laughs> sure, the stock market sucks. <laughs> Nobody likes finance. <laughs> oh no, we're not skipping finance today. Uh but Too what do you say? Do we have anything else? Any uh any uh, no, we'll just you know as we find out what's going on from Josh, we'll keep everybody posted and let you all know um, what's happening. And um, yeah, so other than that, we will just jump right into it and we'll get this show on the road. And unfortunately, we're starting with finance. Sorry, finance. There's a couple important things we need to cover. The markets opened green and they've steadily declined into red. The S and P 500 is down almost one percent. Dow is down half a percent. Nasdaq down 1.8 percent. Crude is at 110 dollars. Uh, gold 1,821. Still these same levels that we've seen. But silver, on the other hand, 20 dollars 86 cents. What a bargain! Right. Um, why? Well, stock markets. Uh, stocks dip as choppy trading persists. Consumer confidence falls to a 16-month low. Well, this means that you and me and our neighbors are not confident. <laughs> right? We haven't been this unconfident since Joe Biden got into office, is basically what they're saying. 
basically. It's like as time goes by, things just get worse. So that's why this is happening. Um, first Squawk tweeted out about the U.S. imposing additional Russia-related sanctions. U.S. opposes Russia-related sanctions on dozens of entities and individuals. U.S. Treasury website, according to the U.S. Treasury. Uh, latest san sanctions target Russia's state-owned defense conglomerate Rostec and affiliate entities, according to the U.S. Treasury again. Latest sanctions target multiple banks, including Bank of Moscow, according to the U.S. Treasury, and the U.S. imposes sanctions on United Aircraft Corporation, according to the U.S. Treasury. U.S. is also to prohibit gold imports under the latest sanctions, according to the U.S. Treasury. They're just trying to block out Russia any way, shape, or form possible. Yep. Which is unfortunate because um, Russia is a part of this world, just like the rest of us. <laughs> I know. What's it's it's part of this economic warfare that they're doing. Yeah. I don't think Russia cares either. Like I don't think that we're having really much impact on anything that they're doing economically. I think that mostly who it hurts is us. Totally. Yeah, we're kick shooting ourselves in the foot. And it seems like they're trying to just absolutely cripple the country, regardless of the fact that they are American, mm -hmm. at least on paper or whatever. Yeah. Uh, ECB to drain cash in offset to new yield capping scheme, sources say. Uh, this is some real economic stuff, so I'm not going to pretend like I'm a professional on what this means. I do have a rudimentary understanding. I do want to hear Josh's take. I know he talks to uh, Kirk Elliott, and he has other friends who are just masterminds when it comes to the financial things, including himself. He's not too shabby, if I have to say. So this is interesting, though. Um, I'm going to read this because it's. I think this is big. I think this is big, and I think it's desperate, and I think it's going to have a negative impact in the long run. Um, Sintra, Portugal, June 28th, the European Central Bank will likely drain cash from the banking system to offset any bond purchases made to cap borrowing costs in indebted Eurozone states, two sources told Reuters. Bond yields for Italy and other debt-laden countries have surged since the ECB unveiled plans to stop buying debt and raise its interest rates for the first time in over a decade next month to fight runaway inflation. The market turmoil has forced the ECB to speed up work on a new bond buying back scheme, a new bond buying scheme to curb yields. This leaves it in a difficult position of raising borrowing costs for the eurozone as a whole, while at the same time, at the same time, capping them for some of its weaker members. To avoid this apparent contradiction, the ECB is considering pairing the new bond purchase scheme with auctions at which banks can park cash at the ECB for a more favorable interest rate than the ordinary rate on deposits, the sources with direct knowledge on the matter said. This would allow the ECB to sterilize the bond purchases under a new scheme in a repeat of its weekly liquidity absorbing operations of a decade ago. These offered banks and uh, these offered banks an interest rate up to that of the ECB's financing operation. Then it was 0.25 percent. An ECB spokeswoman declined to comment. So, unlike a decade ago, the ECB has created 4.48 trillion euros of excess reserves in the banking system via a plethora of stimulus over the past decade, creating ample room for maneuver. 
The planned solution would also be more convenient than selling bonds from countries where borrowing costs are lower, such as Germany, as this would likely cause losses for the local central bank. Bank of Italy Governor Ignazio Visco alluded to such a move earlier this month when he said the ECB did not need to sell bonds to sterilize its purchases and could work with interest rates instead. Uh, so basically, I think this is kind of like what our Fed is doing, raising interest rates. They're just kind of moving their pieces around in order to buy more time and try to control this. I think this is going to cause more inflation. Uh, I don't know, though. Like I said, I'm not in a financial advisor or anything but so the one thing that i guess struck me and i don't know this is really out of my realm of what i understand about finance but the one thing that concerned me with this was it said that they are going to drain cash from the banking system so does that indicate that they are taking the available cash that banks have on hand so consumers are less able to pull money out of their accounts because that seems to be what it says but i don't really understand i mean i guess i have a rudimentary understanding of what i just thought that was a strange comment or strange wording for that yeah i think it's just overall in a nutshell they're taking drastic measures in order to stabilize their economy and uh, I don't have very much confidence in this working, but I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to get more input on that, and certainly we'll have more on that as the days go on. Maybe even tonight, if Joshua Reed gets on, we'll see. It does seem like the central banks are floundering. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Which is going to anytime you print more money and there's nothing backing that money, you end up in a in a state of catastrophe. You know, um, so we have a debt-based system, and when nobody wants to buy your debt, then, <laughs> right. you know, wh- what does that leave you with? It leaves you holding the bag, right? Yeah, totally. The system, I mean, it's, I it, I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to collapse globally, and I think that, you know, Russia and China using the SWIFT system, which is a completely separate system from this, is um, a way of them hedging against, you know, being affected by this on a global level. Yeah. If I had to guess. But again, I don't understand a whole lot about oh. the bond market. Yeah, it's very complex. And uh, the most important thing, or one of the most important things about this is this new scheme aimed at fighting financial fragmentation between Eurozone countries will be unveiled at the ECB's governing council meeting of July 21st. So we still have a, uh, about a month until this is covered. Yeah. Details are still being ironed out, but it should come with loose strings attached for beneficiary countries, such as requirement that they comply with the European Commission's economic recommendations. So you're more most likely looking at like ESG standardization and DEI standards. Yeah. It's going to be BS. I'll tell you what. All right, it's let's... their it's their transition to the new world order. Pretty much, I mean, it's gonna play right into their darn playbook. Um, all right, look, that was pretty good. Thirteen minutes financial out of the way. Let's jump into U.S. news. Let's do it. Um, 
Two-minute video from the Democratic Party late-night show provides a fascinating and highly illustrative look inside the liberal mindset. Highly recommended. Uh, this is sad. Let's watch. This is the liberal mindset today. This is the propaganda. This is what they're doing in the mainstream media. These are actors. Yeah. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm a black gay woman and I have a daughter, so I'm not doing so well right now. <laughs> You're a little salty? I'm a little salty right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll sprinkle a little yeah. salt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put some flavor it on here. It just sucks, man. It, it, it really does. I mean, you know, it's like the the country, it's no longer a democracy, right? I mean, we're it's, it's no longer majority rule. No, certainly no, not right? in the Senate, certainly yeah. not in the representation it's, it's, of the Supreme it's Court. Not, yeah. It's not. It's no longer majority rule. And, and I mean, it's like the, these judges that just... I, they, they basically lied when they were, you know, being doing their confirmation hearings, right? Yeah. Especially Kavanaugh. Yeah. So how you how can you be a Supreme Court justice and you just and you just lying? You know what? They had their fingers crossed or something or what? I mean, mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's just it's just a bunch of horse. Shit. It really is. Yeah. Well. Last Go ahead. Wait, no, please, ma'am. No. It, it, well, to me, it's like the problem is that middle stuff. It's, it's those states in the middle, that, that, that red stuff. Mm -hmm. why, why do they get to tell us what to do when the majority of us live out, you know, New York, California, and we're paying for all this crap, really? I mean, right? Yeah. We, we're footing the bill. Well, that's, that's the union. It, it's yeah. supposed to be representative democracy, but it turns out to be minority rule right now. Right, right. But if we fit in the bill, you know, and, and, and like California, if it were a country, be what, the, like the fifth largest, yeah. fourth, fifth largest economy. So if, you know, if I'm fit in the bill, know your position. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know, for real. Like, look, if I say, hey, let's go out to dinner, you don't get to pick the restaurant. Just shut up and eat. <laughs> Well, thoughts. <clears throat> there is a couple of things wrong with that. We don't have a majority rule in this country. We don't have a democracy. We have a constitutional republic where each state gets an equal say, regardless of population. That's the way that it was set up. The founding fathers didn't want a majority rule because that's mob rule. They wanted each state, regardless of population, to have an equal say, which is why each state has two senators and then our house of representatives is based on population and how many votes we get we're supposed to have a representative form of government what we have is definitely not a representative form of government um the only thing they represented their own special interests so I, I don't think she has an understanding one about how government in this country actually works and that's no. Either that, or she does, and she's just flat out lying. Yeah, this um, is propaganda designed to get people to jump on that same board and give them talking points and yeah. to brainwash uh, the people who watch this garbage. Well, and most democracies only last a few hundred years anyway before they fall apart. And I think that that's what we're seeing, is we're seeing the destruction of our republic 
because people are under the impression that it's a democracy and they're treating it as such. And you can't do that. It's time that we get back to a constitutional republic. Yeah. Where, you know, in a constitutional republic, if everybody says, let's go out to dinner, and one person says no, then you don't go out to dinner. That's how a constitutional republic is supposed to work. <laughs> I don't. She doesn't obviously get that. So. No, clearly not. This is propaganda. You guys, to fight against this, the first thing that you could do is do not watch these shit channels. Turn them off. Kick them in the balls when it comes to them getting their ad revenue. Um, that's the best thing you could do. Yeah. Um, it's just it's possible. Sad. I know. The sad part is, is that there is a huge majority of our country that oh. actually believes that we have a democracy. I mean, kick them in the balls figuratively, by the way. Right. Obviously. Right, because, well, anymore, you don't know if they've got balls or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they both might. I mean, they could have the Adam's apple thing going <coughs> off, but they may not have any balls. I'm yeah. just well, saying. <laughs> I know Stephen Colbert doesn't, but... Right, yeah. She, He's a piece they of might. shit. She might. Yeah. I mean, you never know anymore. When you say kick them in the balls, I mean, that could literally be male or female. I mean, it's, you know, kind of genderless. Whatever. Point. No, it can't. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Lord. Here we go. Not again. World. <laughs> Moving on. Propaganda everywhere. Andrew, yeah. you want to take it away with this wonderful sure. article? So, Michael Stanger, Senate Sergeant-at-Arms on January 6th, is reported dead. Um, he was the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms during the January 6th, 2021 Capitol riot that saw the Senate chamber occupied by protesters. It's reported by Hill, reporters to have died. A cause of death has not been reported. So, this happened yesterday. <clears throat> and it's funny because yesterday also, the January 6th, fraud committee came out and said that they were having a surprise session today or a surprise hearing today yeah. to uncover newly found evidence of this insurrection that they're calling for. Yeah. And so there is a video in here and I think that this gives a really clear indication of what we're seeing as far as why he's all of a sudden dead. Um, so maybe you can play that and we'll see if people pick up on it. Chairwoman Klobuchar, Chairman Peters, Ranking Member Blunt, Ranking Member Portman. The National Capital Region is a unique environment for law enforcement. U.S. Capitol Police, in conjunction with the sergeants at arms, work to provide security of the Capitol complex and its population. But there is a shared responsibility with other law enforcement groups within the region. Sharing of information and resources is paramount for success. Once assuming the position of the Senate Sergeant at Arms, enhancement of the working relationship between my office and U.S. Capitol Police had been a priority. I am a proponent of the concept of intelligence-led policing. This methodology can be used in assessing threats to individual members as well as threats to the campus. As in all intelligence operations, it is only as good as the analyst assessing it. And that assessment is then placed in the appropriate hands take steps in order to mitigate any threats. 
We have to be careful of returning to a time when possibility rather than probability drives security planning. Though the events of January 6th certainly reveal that a renewal of intelligence should be done, returning to the concept of possibility driving security operations may result in the poor use of resources. This is the constant give and take of security planning. There is an opportunity to learn lessons from the events of January 6th. Investigations should be considered as to the funding and traveling what appears to be professional agitators. First Amendment rights should always be considered in conjunction with these investigations. Law enforcement coordination in the National Capital Region should be reviewed to determine what can be done in a more efficient and productive manner. Intelligence collection and dissemination, training and concepts on the use of force must be consistent. This integration should be accomplished without regard to self-interest and cross. In, conclu in conclusion, whenever you prepare for a major event, just always consider the possibility of some level of civil disobedience at these demonstrations and plan accordingly. Events of January 6th went beyond disobedience. This was a violent coordinated attack where the loss of life could have been much worse. This concludes my prepared remarks. So there was at least one person in the chat who caught on to uh, what he said there. He made mention of paid professional agitators. And so I think he knew full well that this whole movement had been infiltrated and that there were paid, paid agitators in there. He testified to that. Yeah. And I think that um, that's exactly why he is no longer with us today. Yeah, and something that probably woke him up was when the people, I believe that they were under him, started mysteriously dying right after January 6th, the guards. Yeah, the Capitol Police officers. What? I think there's four four of them, or maybe there was six. There was a, multiple, yeah, a few deaths. Uh, one of them attributed to, like, a stroke. Uh, the rest were suicides and things like this. It's just absolute baloney um this is some clinton this is some clinton yeah. stuff he was arkansided yeah, is right. my guess um i just thought it was the timing of this was very interesting that i i heard about the announcement regarding the january 6th fraud committee having a surprise hearing today um and then shortly after I hear about his death and I was like oh well that's not coincidental or anything yeah and you know what there's enough here for us to put these pieces together this is not helping them the, no. we're awake we know what the hell's going on we're not stupid we can connect the dots you can't pull the wool, the wool over our eyes anymore um, and the thing about it was too that should be noted in here is um, he was appointed the sergeant at arms or nominated, however they do that, by a Republican. I mean, granted it was McCarthy, but it was still a Republican. Okay, interesting. And uh, I haven't heard any details about his death. Uh, yeah, I haven't either. And most likely... Um, he seemed pretty healthy in that video. Yeah, he didn't seem like he was in ill health at all. And so... You know, whenever we see these mysterious deaths like this and the, under these mysterious circumstances, 
you hate to make assumptions. I hate making assumptions, but sometimes you're, you're left having to. Um, and you can't help with when you start to put the pieces together and you start to look at everything going, okay, this is very precipitous for them. So it kind of just makes sense. I mean, it could be completely, I mean, I, we could be completely off course here. We could be completely wrong. Maybe he died of a heart attack in his sleep mm. and um, from an right. underlying there's thing. Maybe he was... There's a chance. Maybe he was jabbed. But, maybe he was jabbed and had blood clots. Yeah, I mean, well, who knows? Maybe he got hacked by Russian hackers and they stopped his heart. I don't know. <laughs> right? You know, anything's but, possible. Um, but... We'll look and see if, you know, through the news and see if there's anything that comes out released on his death. Um, most likely it'll be in a week or two. If there's anything that's breaking or, but, you know, yeah. if we found that, you know, if we find out that he was, you know, he hung himself from the doorknob with a belt, then we'll let you guys know. But um, this all could just honestly be swept under the rug and we may not ever hear another word about it, too. So we need yeah. law and order. We do. Hence the oh. reason for today's title. It's law and order question mark, because where is the law and order? Nowhere. Hopefully it comes back one day. I hope so. What a story. Yeah. Crazy. Biden administration signs five-year lease to house illegal alien children at a $42,000 per year private school campus in North Carolina. What? Guess who's paying for that? The taxpayers, right? Yes, sir. Tuition and board at the academy was 42000 per year. Ooh, look at this facility. They've got a baseball field, track, wow. Swimming pool. And a lake. Yeah, they're going to hire 800 people to house this. American Hebrew Academy photo shows large lake, track and field, tennis court, and a baseball <laughs> diamond. The Academy also has a large indoor swimming pool. Oof. So this is where they're sending them. Why? Yeah. Laundering money? You know, here's the funny part is that I noticed with about this. It's not what's there, it's what's not there. What's not there? Right. Parents? Oh, they're human trafficking. Children. Bingo. That's exactly what I think they're going to be doing is there is going to be no oversight to this whatsoever. They're going to have these 800 people, full, you know, hired to fulfill the functions and provide services. Um, it says jobs will include administrators, teachers, counselors, medical care professionals, and other workers to oversee the facility and meet the needs of unaccompanied children. So it's it's their human trafficking. It's their children trafficking ring is what it is. Is This is what's being set up under our noses. And we're the ones that are going to pay for it with under, our tax dollars. Under the guise of it's for the greater good of the people who don't right. have what they need in their countries. So Dude, these people are in, sick. Keep in mind, too, that this is all being done while Americans are suffering. And American babies can't get formula. Um, American children can't get proper education. Um, our country is falling apart. We're pretty soon. We're not going to be able to get groceries, you know, if things keep going in the direction that they're going. And we see the shutdowns happening because of the diesel crisis and the death crisis and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but we're going to pay, 
you know, $42,000 a year to house these unaccompanied minor children who aren't unaccompanied minors. They're stolen from their families or they're paid um, by they're slaves, these man. mules to have them brought across the border to be delivered to family members that are here in the U.S. And they're not getting there. Modern day slavery, modern day murder, modern day organized crime like we've never seen before, or at least that's been in the shadows before. Yeah. This is And I you know, the sad part is is that I don't care where these children come from. They don't deserve to be treated like this. And they don't deserve to be used as political pawns in this game that's being played. No. And that's what's happening. I don't I don't care where they're they're children. Right, everybody's people or everybody, whatever. What's the yeah. shirt from yesterday? Uh, beans, rice, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's really sad to think, you know. <laughs> the other one, we're all people. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, we're talking about Mexican uh, children. We got beans and rice and Jesus Christ. It's kind of funny, right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, okay. Ari. I have an inappropriate sense of humor. You know, we don't have the evidence to support that this is a child trafficking ring, except for everything that we've seen occur over the last two years with Hunter Biden and his pedo father and all these things. And so I don't think it's a far stretch. I think it's possible. And holy crap, Andrea. I didn't even think about that when this came when this came up. Yeah, this was the first thing that I saw. I was like, oh, giant human trafficking ring. Holy and there are going to be thousands of... Because if they're, if they're hiring 800 people to work here... 800 people. 800 people. And we're paying all of those salaries with our tax dollars. And my, whole, my first thought was, oh my gosh. There's going to be... I guarantee you there's not going to be any oversight into this whatsoever. And it, it's basically a compound, right? It's I mean, a you can farm. It's a freaking farm is what it is. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. It is a children's farm and it's fairly isolated is kind of what it looks like. Um, this scares this the a, hell out of me for these children. It this, really does. This would be a good one to dig into. Who owns this property? What's going on? What are the details of this? Is it even available? Um, I bet it's not. What's up? This would be a fun. I think it's. I hold on. I think it tells you in here. Give me just a minute to look. But there were some very interesting names I came across this morning. I can't remember if it was in here. All right, check it out. While you do that, yeah. I'm gonna digress for a second. Black Jester okay. 101 is celebrating a two month sub streak over on D Live. Thank you, Black Jester, for your uh, subscription to uh, the Red Pill Project. We appreciate it. Grits39120 donated ice cream. Thank you so much, Grits. We appreciate it. Uh, let me check here. <laughs> yes. um, all right, I think that's all we've got. Thank you guys so much. Um, Tonto has a pretty funny comment. He says, my fiance walked by and heard Andrea talking and thought I was watching a Melissa McCarthy interview and said, wow, I didn't know she was that smart. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. compliment. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so apparently you sound like Melissa McCarthy, and they said, now I can't unhear it. 
I have oh no! <laughs> I do have a fairly, you know, for a female, I have a fairly low voice, which I've I've never liked my voice, which is why I never re-listened to myself. So um, I definitely sound not my voice isn't this high pitched. Oh, your voice is perfect. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Okay. I'd have to listen to her voice. I can't even pick it up in my. I can't picture it because I don't listen to Melissa McCarthy because I can't stand her. I just want to punch her in the face. But it honestly might not have anything to do with the sound of her voice as much as what comes out of it. Right. I think that's more I, important anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I can't find. I can't find anything on this. So maybe it was a different article. All right. Well, we're certainly going to keep it on the back burner. And anybody out there who likes to dig, share your findings. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, wow, what a freaking bombshell that is. Holy right. crap. And is anybody else making these damn connections, Andrea? Or is this like no, a quasi this is exclusive? Just, it's literally just us. I don't this... hear anybody else talking about this stuff. <laughs> this is a... Like... This is a Red Pill Project Quaffee exclusive, okay, folks? Exactly. You're not going to get this level of news anywhere else. On the freaking Stephen Colbert show or the freaking fake news or fake actors. This is real stuff. Because they're literally just, I mean, this is a gateway pundit, which is a, a very conservative news outlet. Yeah. That's reporting this, and they're not saying anything about this. Interesting. Um, well, they don't want to I mean, speculate. this is all hypothetical, and it is speculation. But, I mean, come on. It doesn't take a stretch of the imagination to put two and two together. So what's going to happen? Um, you know what I would be curious of? What's that? Is, you know what tends to be in buildings like this, and complexes like this? Tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So. Sheesh. Anybody that wants to dig and get blueprints for this? Would, oh, my gosh. Fast. Whatever you can find. Holy mackerel. I think through the city, you could get stuff like that. So... We'll see how, uh, what's the, what's up? Yeah. Holy mackerel. It's just these, these investigations take so much darn time. Um, yeah, they do. You guys, if you find any information on anything, you could always share it with us over on the social red pill, our private social network, www.socialredpill.com free to join and a very enjoyable place to, uh, collaborate, share stories, share ideas, uh, memes, everything you can imagine and under the sun, recipes, it don't matter. Um, it's all there. So check it out. Red and Pills. Feel free to sorry. tag us. Tag stuff. us, yeah. Uh, you can send us private messages as well. And uh, best of all, Josh is over there too, so we could all bombard him with messages. And uh, <laughs> it's a good time. Check it out. Socialredpill.com. Yeah. Let's figure this shit out. Let's do Yeah, for sure. And you know, Vince and I... Um, you know, we check our messages and we usually look into stuff that people send us. Um, Josh has less time to do that. So, you know, if you always, if you want, if you, there's something that's important that you want to get over to Josh, um, certainly feel free to tag Vince and I in it as well as Josh. That way, you know, if nothing else, sometimes we can poke things under his nose that might slide um, by the wayside otherwise, just because he gets so many yeah, messages. There's a definitely a delay with getting to all his messages across all of his uh inboxes but yeah we could help we okay. could help sort through it and pull out the really really important most important things so yeah, thank you all you guys share so much great stuff a lot of the stuff we cover here a lot of times are things that you guys have also discovered 
uh, firstly or at the same time as we're discovering it. So you guys rock in doing all the research and reading and staying on top of what the heck's happening in the world, clearly, you know. So uh, thank you, everybody. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. This blew my freaking... That story... It's mind-blowing, isn't it? What a doozy. I'd love to hear Josh's thoughts on this one. Yeah, no kidding, right? That's one of those ones. <laughs> I always say that. I'll never see it. All right, what else? So, the Ep- Epic Times reports, uh, move to conserve 30% of U.S. land sparks imminent domain fear for those living near federal lands. Uh-oh, who talked about this? Who is it? What's this? What? Who talked about this? Pretty sure that would be Josh. So what they're doing is, and I want, you know, this seems kind of like a know-nothing story, right? You're like, okay, whatever, they're going to make more national parks. That's not really how this works. And so what they're talking about is literally closing land off to American people. And this isn't the first time they've done it. And it's probably not going to be the last time that they're going to try. The problem is, is that, and this it talks about it in a little bit in here um, where, let me see here. They're trying to meet. Um, it, it does say, oh yeah, to meet the America the Beautiful goal of 30% conservation report introducing the plan says that all lands will be considered not solely public lands. It will require incentivizing voluntary, voluntary stewardship efforts on private lands. Whoa. So, so here, here's the thing is it says the, um, the National Parks and Preserve is authorized to accept or acquire additional lands from willing sellers and donors to enhance large landscape scale connectivity to address climate adaptation, okay. to create wildlife corridors and watershed protection, and to provide recreational equity for the millions of Americans living in urban and suburban areas within a day's travel. Um, this person says, I got a copy of the proposal, wow. and it was pretty damn scary. Sandy Hole of Sandy's Town, Sandyston Township, New Jersey, till the Epic Times. Mm-hmm. Hole lives near the border of the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area. It says, how are they going to get this property? One of two ways. The first way is through donations. I can see New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy flipping over High Point, Stokes, and Worthington State Parks to the National Park Service. Hull said it would save the state maintenance and liability and staffing funds. The second way they would acquire property is through willing sellers. So what makes a willing seller? If somebody from the government or an agency knocks on your door and says, hi there, we're taking your property. Here's the offer we have for you. If you take the offer, obviously you're a willing seller. Those who don't take the offer would face eminent domain and federal court. That's what happened during the Tox Island Dam. I guarantee that's going to happen this time, Hull said. Either take it or you leave it. If you take it, you're a willing seller. Bingo, they have your property. Let's move on to your neighbor. That's the way they're going to do this. And so then, of course, if you don't, then they take you to court and they're like, hey, we got so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so to sell us their property. This person that's in the middle doesn't want to sell us our property, but we have all the property around it. So we're just going to take it from them. And the court says, okay, you can't have a private residence in the middle of a national park. So you're out. Now, here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand, I think, is when you own that land, you also own the water that's on that land. 
And what have we talked about before in this channel is water wars, right? There's nothing that says they can't go into those national parks, dam up those waterways and prevent water from going through. Right. So this is really scary. And you know what? Here's the thing is that um, all of that land, they're like, oh, we're going to create this beautiful national park and give people access to it. That's not how this works. Most of the federal lands in America, other than your like some of your national parks, are completely locked up. Like you can't get to them. They put gates on them. They lock them. You don't get access. This is all stuff that we as Americans who own this land, because if nothing else, it's our taxpayer dollars that take care of this land. Um, we don't have access to it. We can't hunt there. We can't fish there. We can't go there. We can't enjoy the beauty of it. So they say all this stuff, but really all it's all it is is a land grab by the federal government. Wow. Um, so it's a little bit bigger than the know nothing story that you'd seem to think when you first yeah, look at it. I agree. I think there's a lot more to this than meets the eye and uh, things, different things come to mind that they could weave into this, including social credit and all this kind of thing with maybe if you sell your land to them or make deals with them, they give you a better social credit score and horse tax credits or these kinds of things in order to incentivize people participating in their thievery uh, willingly so that way they I think that a lot of it's just threat too it's like you either take our money or we'll just take your land yeah I mean obviously that's how it works uh, yeah look at all the coercion that we're seeing today still with the medical tyranny and all these things the uh, the serpent what, are the, what is uh, the cult of the medics and all that uh, yeah, shout out to exactly. David Whitehead who, by the way, David Whitehead yesterday came out with a new episode of Cult of the Medics and had a great interview, is what I hear. I didn't get a chance to watch it yesterday. But uh, check it out at uh, David... What's his website? You know, I'm not sure right off the top of my head. Uh, cultofthemedics.com, I think, isn't it? I don't know, but y'all gotta check it out. Yeah, cultofthemedics.com. You can check out that whole series. He has eight chapters right now really great or seven chapters are out i believe super great you guys serpent cult that kind of thing and you know with the the um distractions that we currently face in our country with the whole roe versus wade and all of the riots and the mm -hmm. pride month and everything like that yeah it's easy for stuff like this to slip under the radar and so i typically i when I'm looking for news, I look for those stories that are slide under the radar kind of stories, because usually they're the ones that really, in all honesty, have the biggest impact, because that's why they have all of these distractions, and they're huge distractions, yeah. is because they plan on, and you know, the legislation that gets slipped under the door, and the or, stuff like this it's, gets slipped in while yeah. nobody's looking. And you'll see kind of, you'll see other stories that are meaningful, <clears throat> maybe not as impactful in the grand scheme of things, but you'll see these highly agitated or high, highly uh, attention-grabbing stories really grab hold of the news cycle 
while these other things just slip by and people miss it because they're occupied watching a video about this and a video about that where it seems like a big deal but in reality there's 10 other things that we're trying to grasp right and it's i like to have the bigger picture of things i don't want to just deliver news to people about here's the latest thing that's going on because you can find that literally all over the internet. Like, of course, when it comes to the protests and the riots and all that, like any any news outlet you go to, it doesn't even matter whether it's mainstream or conservative or leftist. It doesn't matter. They're all mm-hmm. saying exactly the same thing in regards to that. You might get a little bit different spin on it, depending on the news source, but um, you can find that everywhere. Like, I don't need to report on it. Yeah, we want something unique. Exactly. Gem. I want something, I want it to be unique and honest and, um, informative, helpful. Yeah. And informative to people. All right. Um, this is good. Petition to impeach Clarence Thomas reaches over 300,000 signatures. This is what we're talking about. Impeach, impeach, impeach. Um, Blue Apples wrote a nice piece all about it. It'll be on redpills.tv. But this is yeah. these are the things we need to see more of. Well, no, not with Clarence Thomas. <laughs> He's a conservative justice. We well, don't want him impeached. That's okay. But, but yes, you can impeach. I mean, the nice thing about this is, is to know that you can actually impeach a Supreme Court justice. And so They're this is one of the... Go ahead. I, oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, you could finish your thought. I was going to say, this is one of the techniques that the left uses. Is, is That's what I don't get. You see the left doing everything that they can to get their way. And the right just sits back and they're like, eh. I... And I'm like, why aren't we doing this? <laughs> you know, like, why are we... They're very organized. They um, are very organized, and we need to be just as organized, and somehow we're not. I don't know how that escaped under the radar with everything, but we are not organized in any way, shape, or form. Okay. We're so disorganized that nobody knows what's what anymore. So, I guess I should be more worried about this. Um Well, yeah, because if they do successfully impeach him, so the Senate or Congress has to vote on this, right? If they get enough signatures to get this in front of Congress and Congress votes to impeach Clarence Thomas, what do you think they're going to do? Fill the spot. They're going to install a liberal SCOTUS. Yeah. Um, And they already want to pack the courts as it is. So this would be a win for them. You know, we right now, so you got to look at John Roberts as not being really a conservative because even though he's been in on a lot of the decisions that have been good lately, there's been a lot of times where he's done stuff that's not so great, right? Um, And so you got to kind of look at him as that 50-50 marker because it's kind of a crapshoot which direction he's going to go. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, some of the recent rulings were six to three. So now you take Clarence Uh, Thomas out. You're looking at five to... Sure, sure, sure. But how likely is it that he gets impeached? So what does it entail? Uh, Voting in the lower house, or first there's an investigation. Congress must investigate the the judge. A special special committee does the investigation. The committee constitutes members of the House of Representatives. 
they do an investigation, they gather facts, they establish probable cause. There's do they have probable cause? This is all I don't think they well, do. Well, here's the here's what? the complicated part of this. Is that in a normal constitutional republic they would follow all of these categories, right? Um we live in a, a world where the current laws that we have aren't being followed. The constitution isn't being followed. And so who's to say that if they set something like this up, it wouldn't just go whatever way they wanted it to, because that's what they've been doing. Look at the January 6th stuff. I mean, none of that is even anywhere close. They're just making up evidence. They're lying. They're, you know, twisting things around to fit their narrative. They would do exactly the same thing if this ever landed on, if there was ever a committee set up to investigate Clarence Thomas. And so I think what we would see is the same thing. They're going to crucify him, regardless of what, oh. what's right or wrong, because they don't want what's best for this country, right? They that. want whatever is best for their narrative and their agenda, and that is not Clarence Thomas. They're going to say he colluded with Russia. <laughs> the other part of this is that there's actually never so even though you can impeach a Supreme Court justice, there never actually has been a successful impeachment of a Supreme Court justice. I don't think so. There was one that went through this process. There was one Supreme Court justice that went through this process, um, and he ended up not being impeached. Okay, and then finished serving out his term. But that's Interesting. the only time. I think that adds to the unlikeliness of this happening. It does. Um, and we but at to... this point in time, we can't just automatically assume that either. I mean, this needs to be taken seriously, This, in my opinion. What? Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I don't feel like there's anything anybody could really do about it, though. You know? No, there's really not. I mean, and in the bigger scheme of things, when you look at the population of the U.S., 300,000 is a really fairly small number, right? And how much like, of that's fake? I, I don't believe crap, I hear. Yeah, Actually, they may well. They may well have 300,000 crazy people signing up, but who knows? But again, like I said, that's a small percentage of the population at this point. It's just, I think it's something that needs to be on the radar, for that's sure. Is it something that we need to be oh. super overly concerned about right at this point in time? No. I think we should but abolish all of it. Government. Get rid of all the government. <laughs> Get rid of all of the government? Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a little bit, and then we'll fix it. Right. Um, yeah, it'll be like right. the January 6th committee, 11 Dems and two Rhinos. Probably. Yeah. Well, That's exactly what would happen, I well, guarantee it. Would... I don't know. It's... Interesting, interesting. It's crazy. Wow. We'll see. These things take a while. Uh, law and order, law and order. Released on their own recognizance after a few days in jail, there were roughly 310 fentanyl deaths per year in 2021. These drug traffickers arrested in California with 150,000 fentanyl pills were released just after just days in jail. 150,000 yeah. pills. That's, yeah. Well, and you want to know what's funny is I saw an article the other day. It's kind of unrelated. Well, it's kind of related. Um, the Mexican that? cartels are actually targeting, like specifically targeting 
Montana. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And there was um, drug traffickers that were stopped here, and they found about the same amount of, unless those were the ones that, I don't, I don't think, no, this was in California. Um, they were stopped with just about as many fentanyl pills as these guys were. Yeah. And so my guess is that they were actually probably most likely on their way to Montana from California. Maybe. Um, because there was about a, it said that there was enough the two people that were the traffickers that were stopped here in montana had enough fentanyl to kill every man woman and child in the state of montana yeah this they had enough to kill millions of people as well because yeah. it only takes a small amount of fentanyl to kill somebody yep yeah, yeah. scary shit they're not upholding the law they're just no. letting people go this is yeah. absolutely absurd. It's because this is their people that push parts of their agenda. Wow. Sad. This is what open borders does. But according to Joe Biden, our borders are closed. Because apparently just saying that they're closed means that they're closed. Back to the future in Ukraine, demilitarization and denazification. By Larry Johnson. This was an interesting article. So there was, at the end of World War II, they had the what was known as the Potsdam Agreement. And it says, during the Potsdam Conference on 30th of July, 1945, the Allied Count Control Council was constituted in Berlin to execute the Allied resolutions, the four Ds. They were denazification of the German society to eradicate Nazi influence, Demilitarization of the former Wehrmacht forces and the German arms industry. However, the circumstances of the Cold War soon led to Germany's wider Bofnung. I don't speak German, I'm sorry. Including the reestablishment of both the Bundeswehr and the National People's Army. Democratization, including the formation of political parties and trade unions, freedom of speech of the press and religion. And decentralization resulting in German federalism along with disassemblement as part of the industrial plans for Germany. Dismantling was stopped in West Germany in 1951, according to the Truman Doctrine, whereafter East Germany had to cope with the impact alone. So hmm. Putin's reiteration of the denazification and demilitarization principles established from the 1945 Potsdam Conference is not just some quaint tip of the hat to history, he was laying down a marker to the United oh. States and United Kingdom that the agreement reached at Potsdam in 1945 is still relevant and valid. Oh, shoot. Boom. So he was using his words very specifically. And it does go on to say, it says, the Russians have good reason to be angry that the West failed to carry through on denazifying Germany. Very few of the Nazi men and women involved in carrying out the war against the Soviet Union and implementing the extermination of the Jews of Poland, Ukraine, and Russia were tried and convicted of war crimes. In fact, prominent Nazis remained in power in the new Germany. Um, so here's my suggestion to everybody. Go out and research World War II and Russia during World War II because... Here's, um, let's see here. Um, so in here, 
the U.S. intelligence also scooped up and protected a number of Gestapo murderers in the name of fighting communism. The most prominent of these was Klaus Barbie. Um, Klaus Barbie was the American connection, looks at the post-war involvement of United States intelligence officials with the man who was called the Butcher of Lions. So here are some facts and figures. The Nazis of World War II killed between 8,668,400 to 10 million Russian soldiers. Almost twice as many Russian civilians died as a consequence of Nazi attacks. In 2020, Mikhail Meltyukov, who works with the Russian Federal Archive Project, stated that 15.9 to 17.4 million civilians were killed on Soviet territory by the Nazis during the war. It says the failure of the United States to understand the depth of Russian outrage and opposition to all things Nazis is rooted in American ignorance of the staggering losses and horrific pain the Russian people endured. These deaths were not because of Stalin's brutality. They all came at the hands of Germans and the Russians have not forgotten. The men waging war to wipe out the Nazis in Ukraine are the grandsons of men and women who paid in blood fighting the first Nazi wave unleashed in 1941 with Operation Barbarossa. They have not forgotten. America is making a potentially fatal mistake if it dismisses this fact as something peripheral and meaningless. Um, that's one thing that we're not taught in schools. When we learn about World War One and World War II, is we're not taught anything like the the russian influence on that war and the russian casualties are barely mentioned like it's a blip in the historical education of our children when it comes to the involvement of russia russia actually played a really huge part in world war ii which nobody knows about and millions of people were slaughtered by the Russian Nazis in Russia, which you also never hear about. Um, maybe at one point in time they taught that in school, but um, when I was in school, of course, it was during the era of the Cold War. Yeah, in the last and, 50 um, years, I don't think they have. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I Honestly, I don't know that it was ever taught, Yeah, quite because frankly. Who writes those books, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, not that Stalin was a good guy by any means. Um, and like JTAC's dad, he was a mass murderer. That's, yeah, he's absolutely right on that. But um, we forget that I... the Russians have a very good reason for doing what they're doing today. Yeah. I... And I don't think what happened, you know, with World War II and all of that was swept under the rug. You know, there were, there were a lot of nazis that were actually brought over to the united states and protected by the united states after world war ii mm -hmm. and um operation Paperplay. anybody who knows anything about yeah exactly anything anybody who knows anything about you know uh, world war ii history knows that america did a lot to protect the nazis and bring them over here and that's what we're seeing now i think is the result of that um i don't think that russia is going to take kindly to any of this no and i, I don't think they're going to stop I think they're gathering allies too, and they probably present information like this to them when they talk to them and they say, Hey, look, um, I think one of the keys to this is that agreement from world yeah. war two. And yeah. 
the implications of that, if it's valid, I could see why people are joining Russia in the, this alliance that they have, because they look at all this and they say, well, I don't want to be complicit with Nazi uh, crap and be hung or be held responsible for crimes against humanity. Um, okay, like we're on board. It all makes sense. All the documentation's probably there. People don't make decisions without things being in order. So, wow. Um, it's very scary that the U.S. is supporting these radical what Nazis, straight up. Well, and they have right from the very beginning. Like, yeah, so this has was all this is all a big right? front. Yes, exactly. Europe. It was all a it was all a huge front. And I think what happened is their plans went sideways somewhere, and they gathered up all their people, hid them all over the world, um, went dark for a while before they started back up again. Um, even Hitler didn't die in World War II. They were like, oh, he killed himself. Yeah, he killed himself in his bunker. They don't have any evidence of that. None. And so um, it's really, I think that we're seeing the rebirth, and I've kind of thought this all along, of the Fourth Reich. And I Mm -hmm. know Josh has talked about that too. And Nuremberg was nothing but... I think a piece of propaganda. The Nuremberg trials were nothing more than propaganda. There were only a few people that were actually held accountable. Um, there weren't very many people that were that were uh, held accountable for their actions and hung yeah. in, during those trials and stuff like that. Um, and they're like, oh, they just, we don't know where they're at. They escaped. So, um, yeah, yeah, this is, it's got big implications. It really does. Wow. Huge bombshell there. That's yeah. extremely interesting. So definitely research Russia and World War II a lot more if you really want. Um, it definitely is something I'm going to look more into. I've been looking into it more recently because World War II kind of fascinates me and I'm kind of a history buff. I love history. So. Oh, man. If you like history stuff. I've um, watched just about every documentary out there on World War II. <laughs> so... Have you heard uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History podcast? No. Oh. Oh, my. I'll send you some stuff. I pulled it up. Oh. Uh, JTAC says that only about 10 were actually put to death in, during the wow. which I yeah, get that that sounds right from what Jeez. I remember. Ten. Out of all of the Nazis that were in Germany, um, only 10 of them. And some of the worst ones were never even located. Yeah, you'll have to send me that podcast. Oh, man, it's so good. Um, Onward. Energy crisis. Government to restart coal plant after power company SARS warning. This is the second country um, that is now going back to coal, and it's France. Yep, as they get into winter... So France and now, or Germany and now France are going back to coal-powered plants because they can't get gas from Russia. How dare them? What, do they not care about the earth? Oh my gosh. Well, and that's just it, right? We see them pushing this Green New Deal and 
then they're doing this. They're going back to, not that I have a problem with coal, because I don't. We've got coal power plants here in Montana. And um, they're actually shutting ours down, and it pisses me off. <laughs> but um, it is, you know, a dirty form of fuel, a dirtier form of fuel than um, some of the other options available. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, how are you supposed to implement your green new deal and your, you know, this green agenda and this carbonless? Oh, I know you just tax the hell out of people. Cause that's really all this is, is a tax scheme. Totally. Um, man, my mind is stuck on this Nazi story. <laughs> what is a better way to push Nazism around the world than to do reverse psychology and pretend to be totally anti-racist. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they did. They did this. This was all, I think it was all planned this way. Um, I think that. They will say uh, we are anti-racist and this is, this is it. It's psychology 101, dude. So there was another article. I don't know if you had it. I had added it kind of late. So. Oh. But it talks about Medvedev. I got it. Medvedev says that Crimea is Russia's forever. Where? And any NATO moves on it would trigger World War Three. Uh, I added it into our notes late. I apologize. How late? Because I thought I got them. Uh, is it the next one? or? Uh, it was before the energy crisis. That's why I thought maybe you didn't get it. Yeah, that one right there. Oh, whoops. So he's talking about um, if any of the NATO members encroach onto the Crimean Peninsula, it would risk sparking World War III. Uh, they're saying that Crimea is part of Russia. That means that it's forever. They're not going to take Crimea. Any encroachment into that territory is unless spark by NATO is going to means conflict with the. So it says, and if this is done by a NATO member state, this means conflict with the entire North Atlantic Alliance. A World War Three, a complete catastrophe, he warns. So, and this, of course, is coming on the heels of Sweden and Finland who wanting to join NATO. Um, Biden is pushing Erdogan and Turkey to accept the membership, which they refuse to do. They have to have um, 100% agreement in order for Sweden and Finland to join. Turkey's right. like, nope, I'm out. We're not. I'm never going to do this. Biden's pushing for it. Um, if so it says in the same comments and just ahead of this week's NATO summit in Madrid, um, Russia said that they would take immediate actions to strengthen its western border and would be ready for retaliatory steps if they were admitted. He floated the possibility of positioning positioning Icander hypersonic missiles on their threshold, speaking of the Scandinavian neighbors in the Baltic states. He further suggested a troop buildup as well as fresh naval assets deployed near Finland in this that scenario. Additionally, he wrote on Telegram in a series of statements, very soon, that is precisely by this summer, the world will become even safer, hmm. which I thought was a really interesting statement. He noted, if Sweden and Finland join NATO, the length of the alliance's land border with Russia will more than double. Naturally, it will be necessary to strengthen these borders. That's when he again emphasized that Finnish membership in NATO would only cascade into creating a nuclear standoff in the Baltic region for the first time. 
If this is the case, there can no longer be talk about the Baltic's non-nuclear status. The balance must be restored. Until today, Russia has not taken such measures, nor was it going to do so. If we are forced to, then note, it wasn't us who suggested this, as a character in a famous novel or a famous old movie said. So basically, he's what they're saying is, is if they get forced into doing this, it's going to be that, well, we told you so scenario. So wow. um, it, very interesting happenings. Um, totally. I look, uh, honestly, in my opinion, and I'm not a war expert by any means, just from what it appears is that Joe Biden is kind of the cat or whoever's running Joe Biden, because we know mm -hmm. he's not capable of doing anything except shit in himself. The globalists. Is the globalists are the catalyst behind this. But for whatever reason, they're making America's got to be the one that pushes this forward, right? Um, nobody, you know, you don't hear of. It does seem that way. Yeah. The other globalist leaders doing this. It's the United States who's doing all the talking and the pushing and the leading, the leading in this. And that's very a very dangerous position for us to be in. Because yeah. it puts us in the position of being the fall guy. That's why I'll say this now. I do not consent to any of this bullshit happening and uh, definitely don't want to be held responsible for any of the shenanigans of the illegitimate government. Um, yeah, I, I don't either. And that's exactly what's going to happen is we're going to be the casualties of that war. Yeah. Not us specifically, but America. People America. are going. People are already suffering around the world who are innocent bystanders in their global agenda. It's absolutely terrible. Um Finnish Sweden, Finnish and Swedish leaders meet Erdogan over NATO bids. Well, yeah, this is what we're we're kind of just talking about. Yeah, so this these uh, they're continuing. That's why I moved that forward. So we're a little bit out of order now. I just wanted to group them together. Yeah. Energy crisis. Government to restart coal plant. What? Oh, whoops. Sorry. Oh, we already covered that one. <laughs> Clean coal. Yeah. Um. Tamara Lich is the leader of the trucker convoy who was arrested by Trudeau and held for weeks without bail. When she was finally released, an extremist judge put political conditions on her. She couldn't criticize the government. She was apparently just arrested for that. Uh, Keith Wilson tweeted, breaking yesterday, Tamara Lich has been arrested in Medicine Hat, Alberta. We are awaiting further details, but we currently understand it relates to her bail conditions. So she apparently criticized the government this is yeah. absurd this is absolutely a breach of freedom uh this is a tyranny to the north that is yeah. canada and it's probably coming to america if we don't uh to, if the tides don't turn but i feel like the tides are turning and they're wailing desperately so we'll see what happens but people need to stand up and say no to this maybe start honking horns horns again right yeah we, we've got to do something but I do, like you, I kind of feel like the tides are turning some. Slowly. Wow. It just needs to go a little faster, in my opinion. This, isn't, this is fake law and order. This is silencing yeah, opposition. She was, thrown, she was thrown in jail for her, for speaking against the government. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know what the Canadian Constitution looks like, but I'm pretty sure that they've got free speech on some level. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a tyranny, tyranny I'll tell you that. Right. But here Crazy. we are. Um, U.S. to announce long-term military reinforcements in Europe. So we are increasing our uh, headcount over there. 
United, mm -hmm. the, the, the U.S. will announce new long-term new military deployments across Europe at the NATO summit in Madrid, a U.S. official said on Tuesday. National Security, uh, Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said there would be a specific announcement tomorrow on land, sea, and air of additional force posture commitments over the long term. The forces will be focused on the Baltics, Balkans, and the NATO eastern flank bordering Russia. Uh -oh. Yeah, that's them. This is escalation. I mean, I, yeah. I think that we're seeing moves from both sides that are pointing to um, an imminent clash, it appears, in my opinion, just from, you know, following the narrative along. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty scary. It is scary. It is. They're escalating. And like I said before, Russia is not going to stop until denazification is complete. Yeah, and I mean, both sides are moving their pieces around, and it's just escalating, escalating, escalating. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, yeah, we knew On to hell. Yeah, this was something that we kind of already knew. CDC is exposed. Government body used false data to approve the COVID, COVID jab for children. Yeah, I guess they disregarded a bunch of their data and are justifying their jabbing of children with dangerous uh, experimental drugs. With uh, They're justifying it by, I've, uh, my understanding is, two cases, two Right, subjects. but what they also did, too, is, so not only did they disregard certain information, they also included irrelevant information. And so they looked at the age groups of under a year to 19 years, where in most cases in the countries that they're pulling this data from, 18 is considered an adult. And they're looking at um, the total COVID deaths. So any death certificate that lists COVID on there is what they're looking at. Not died of COVID or from COVID, but or with COVID. they're looking at that with COVID. Okay. And so they inflated the numbers to make it appear to get their percentage down, the percentage of deaths related to the vaccine or adverse reactions to the vaccine. <sighs> they're fucking with the data just to get... Well, and then they were called out on it, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're we're re-looking at that and stuff." But the problem is, is that it's already been approved by the FDA, so there's no one doing that, unfortunately. Insane that they get away with this crap. Genocide. Merrick Garland launches legal insurrection against the United States. Yep, and this has to do with his statements regarding. Um, the Supreme Court's ruling on um, abortion and yeah. Second Amendment rights. Right. And so he basically was saying, so the Supreme Court came out and said that the decision is going back to the states. And Merrick, as far as the uh, abortion-related issue is concerned, mm -hmm. and he put out this big, long statement saying that the Department of Justice strongly disagrees with this and they're going to do everything in their power to disregard this ruling, um, oh, even yeah. if it means um, paying for people's abortions with federal tax money. This is so a, that's where I believe the insurrection part comes in. Disregarding our current government system is an insurrection. Bypassing yes. the checks and balances of our government is insurrection. The, so get them the hell out of there. We need to get these people out. 
exactly. Because the truth of the matter is, is that the Supreme Court is the last step in that process. You Once that ruling has been made, these people don't seem to understand that that is a final decision. Like, there's no going back. Unless it makes its way back through the system again, it goes back to the Supreme Court to be looked at again. That is the final check and balance for our government, is the Supreme Court. Can't ignore that. Now you're really in You can't. And they're basically like, the Supreme Court's invalid. We're just not going to do it. And like we talked about yesterday, they want to codify Roe versus Wade. They can't. It's not legal. I mean, they could codify it all they want, but it's still illegal. It's still unconstitutional. The Supreme Court already ruled on it. And so it's it's an illegal codification. Yeah, they could pretend they like it's not. Seem- they could pretend like they could do whatever they want. But uh, when law and order is restored, they're all going to have to suffer the consequences of their actions, which um, uh, the U.S. still has the death penalty. They still have prisons. So whatever extent that uh, the court decides um, their fate to be once law and order is upheld. Uh, well, too bad. Yes. Yeah. There's a reason why we have a system of checks and balances and, you know, it's like J checks that they're all three is supposed to balance each other out. Right. You oh, know, and make so sure funny. that one, one of those systems doesn't have the ultimate power. Yeah, I think they're trying to dislodge they any are, functioning government they are. and destabilize society to do so. Which is why this is an insurrection. We are in a two-year-long insurrection with the insurrectionists screaming insurrection at the good people. It's just absolute wonderland. Yeah, it's. I, I can't even believe that I'm sitting here watching the destruction of our republic. I mean, literally right before my eyes. They they want to destroy it. They want to break off one third of the government so they could fill it with bullshit. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. I'm almost thinking, you know, I'm like, can we just like divorce the other half of the country? Oh, it might happen. Um, it, it's very possible. The Grand Canyon reports 118 cases of gastrointestinal illness that closely resembles with highly contagious norovirus. Uh, this is a water spread disease. 118 cases. I just thought it was an important note. Remind, reminded me of Watch the Water. Um, stay healthy, everybody. Keep your immune systems up. Yeah. All that norovirus stuff. is no joke. It's miserable. I've had it a couple of years oh gosh it's been quite a few years now my husband packed it home from work he was working at a hospital and they had an outbreak of it at the hospital sent everybody out and he's like a day later he's like yep that's what i got oh my gosh <laughs> and then of course he shared it with his family because you know some families do is we share everything love illness yeah. <laughs> i could see the nazis uh wepa weaponizing such a virus well and you know Honestly, it's not a new play in their playbook. That's like that's what they did. Dr. Mangala during World War II, um, you know, they there's a reason why they called him Dr. Death. I think that maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But Is anyway, that the Angel Dr. of Mangala, Death. The, maybe yeah, the Angel of Death, something along those lines. The um, um, human experimentation. Yeah, exactly. That. Genetic experimentation, human experimentation, and what are we seeing but the same exact thing 
we're seeing, we're watching history repeat itself. The only problem is, is that people have forgotten that this has already happened in history because they're not taught and they don't care to remember. Wow. And they're killing off a lot of, honestly, they're killing off a lot of the people who do remember this stuff, you know, our older generation who would be the ones that our grandparents. That was um, step one with Cuomo. It, it was. Cuomo led the way to kill everybody's grandmother, remember? Yeah, exactly. Cuomo, where the hell is he anyway? He needs to be in jail. He needs to be, but they're not. That's the problem is nobody's being held accountable on that side. We need law and right. order so desperately. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I became a sheriff or some kind of uh, local security or law enforcement or something like that in the future when shit's restored. Uh, if things go that direction, I would do it. Undercover, I'm whatever. I'm a little too old now, Mike. I because I thought about getting into um, detective to law enforcement. That would be cool. Um, I thought about getting into law enforcement. I went back to school a number of years ago um, to study criminal justice, and then yeah, I wanted to be a police officer originally yeah. as well, but I saw the corruptness in the system with the officers and detectives that I met. I got through a police academy program when I was in high school, got firearm training, got all police training, training from the military as well. Yeah. All this stuff. But I was just, by the end of it, I did well and all that. But by the end of it, I was like, I see immorality in the system. And I was in Southern California at the time. And I just didn't want to get involved. And people are like, fix the system from the inside. I'm like, you can't. They, Unless you're high up enough, you can't. Yeah, no, they'll shit right all over you and get you the hell out of there before you could do anything. Yeah, we have so. a friend of ours that used to be a police officer, and he said he, he worked for the sheriff's department, uh-huh. not in my county that I'm in now, but um, he said the same thing. He's like, I got out. He's like, I'm so tired of the corruption and the politics and the bullshit. And so, you know. It's, it's unfortunate. Look, I love police officers, though. There's a lot of people who do the best I, they can. I 100%. Yep. Um, and I appreciate it. Uh, but our system certainly is sick. And beyond just the, the enforcement on the street level, but later on in the courts, it's absolutely broken. And uh, law and order is lost now. And yeah. I think that's key to having a civilized society is uh, having mm-hmm. adequate punishment for people who cause harm or break the law and these and kinds right now of things. we don't have that yeah from the bottom we have a up. one-sided dual justice system and um <laughs> unfortunately if you're on the right you're gonna get crucified by law enforcement uh, and it's not so much the police officers themselves right it's the it's the higher-ups in that your da's your prosecutors your the people that actually are the enforcement part of that judges even um the law enforcement officers police officers they're responsible for that the everyday getting the crime off the streets but they're not the ones that is responsible necessarily for keeping crime off the streets Mm -hmm. it's true so i support our law enforcement officers i feel bad for most of them because most of them are stuck between a rock and a hard place they are and i think we need to improve that system for everybody including we do and if nothing for no other reason for them we yeah. need to improve that system for them so that they're not stuck between that rock rock and that hard place anymore um, yeah because a lot of those are they're really and good people that it want doesn't 
Right. Our country doesn't have to be this dangerous either. No. It's absolutely absurd. This is manufactured uh, chaos and destruction Maybe. of our culture. So it's absolutely disgusting. Hopefully we can figure some things out and start moving in a good direction. I think that when more people get their property vandalized, more people um, suffer from the injustice around our country, they wake up. I think more people are waking up day by day. Um, I know some radicals over here are waking up. They're sick of it over in Seattle, Washington. They're like, I'm just sick of the protest. I'm sick of the burning of the cities. I'm sick of the drama. I just want normalcy yeah that's all i want yeah but there is more crime even coming to rural america you know um, crime in my little town of 600 is picked up um vandalism is picked up i had somebody smash out the window in my truck a couple weeks ago i had to buy a new window for my my truck you know it's like no idea who did it nobody around here has cameras nobody saw anything nobody was home it was during the day you know so it's still just an open case. I mean, I'm sure it's probably been just been closed now from lack of evidence, but you know, the cops like, I'm sorry. He's like, unfortunately, I was like, I know. I said, really, the only reason I even called you was for my insurance purposes. If I need to file an insurance claim, if the window costs more than I can afford. Yeah. Wow. Well, like, I get it. we have a new follower rooting for Putin 69. Hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so thank Welcome. you for following. You for Enjoy following. the shows. We've got multiple shows, what, four or five different shows that air on this channel, so enjoy it. Uh, Patriotic Pisces donated two uh, things, an ice cream and a lemon. Thank you so much, Patriotic Pisces. You rock. Um, Andrea, do you have any final messages for the Red Pill family out there as we uh, go and make our way into the afternoon now? Uh, You know, sorry for delaying this morning. was kind of something that was beyond our control. We can't control Russian hackers. We can't control Russian hackers, but, you know, I think it was undercover Americans hacking us. They're like, <laughs> we cannot let the truth be spread. We must pretend to be Russian hackers so that they can't stream their show and spread truth. Uh, I don't know. You know, just thanks for being here. And, you know, keep your head up. And, you know, if you're looking at the news and stuff, look for those little known articles that people are just going to kind of glaze over. And if you see something, tag Vince or I in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always, you know, we're looking for stuff that, you know, we can add into the news and stuff. And connect the dots. Connect the dots. If it's something that, you know, it's in the afternoon, but it's breaking and it's important, you know, we can always get it into Josh's notes and have him cover it at night or whatever. So, and, you know, if you do any history research and you start looking into World War II and you come across anything interesting there, send that my direction too, because just on a personal level, I find it fascinating. I'm going to go back and listen to Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, and I'll send you some World War II stuff. He has really good World War One thing too, which is even crazier because I, there's not a lot of good stuff about it out there. But he no, there's not. probably has one of the best analyses of what actually occurred, and uh, yeah, his I'll, thoughts on all of it is so I love history. I, I'm a total history buff. I love history. If you find anything that's related to history, send it to me. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, so we have January 6th hearings today. 
Yeah, I don't know when they're televised. I just briefly heard about it. It was kind of a last minute decision. They're like, surprise, we're having a thing tomorrow. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep our noses to the grindstone. We'll figure out what the hell's going on the rest of the day. We'll uh, meet with Josh, collaborate with him, figure out what's going on, get all of our ducks in a row, and we'll have a show for y'all tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, which is the Daily Dose with Joshua Reed. Joshua mm-hmm. Reed being there is pending still. If he's not, Andrea and I are going to jump on and we're going to deliver the news and events and the unfolding global conspiracy to all of you. So uh, we look forward to that. If that's the case, if not, then uh, Joshua Reed is there and uh, that's even better. So uh, we look forward to that. Thank you all for your continuous support with all of our programs here on the Red Pill Project. We greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you for even tuning in to a late show today. That's wonderful. If you're over on Rumble and you like the program, please hit the plus sign. Give us those uh, kudos over there, or whatever they are called. I don't know. And everywhere else, uh, do the same. Thank you for joining on Facebook, Clout Hub, Pilled, DLive, Telegram, wherever else we're Rumble. streaming. Yeah. Later. Uh, audio podcast only. Thank you all for listening over there as well, wherever you get your audio podcasts. We're about to hit 2 million downloads any day now. So Ooh. what a accomplishment. Um, super excited. That's a huge milestone. I feel like it was just, what, three or four months ago we hit a, a million. million. So. Yeah, we're just growing by that, which is great. You know, just keep sharing our content and, um, you know, keep spreading the truth. I mean, we're all, you know, that's all we're trying to do is get the truth out there. And without you guys sharing it, you know, we don't grow and we don't. Yeah. We rely heavily on our users. Um, you know, without you or our listeners, the red pill family, without you guys, we couldn't do this. So all of that stuff just goes a long way and, uh, extremely helpful. Yep. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. You guys at Vince underscore Taglivia and at acreft1 that's one place where you could also communicate with us Uh, other than that I mean everybody have a great day Uh, we'll be back tonight and tomorrow morning the rest of the week with all the programs and then of course Friday we'll be here before we know it with our Friday bunnies fringe uh, conversations on the fringe with Josh uh, and all this so you guys will have a great week ahead of us and uh, we'll see you soon I have one more thing just to let everybody know that on the 4th of July, which is a Monday, we will not have morning coffee. I don't know if Josh plans on doing the Daily Dose. I think maybe he does. I don't know. But there there definitely will not be a morning coffee. So I just wanted to throw that out there and get, kind of let everybody know. So that's next Monday. Okay. Thank you, Andrea. Everybody take care. Have a great day. We'll see you around across uh, wherever, whether, whether that's social red pill Uh, Twitter or on the next show. We look forward to seeing you there. Thank you. Take care. Bye, guys.